0: Episode twenty-eight of the Press Pass Podcast. Quick hits returns. Mackenzie Delisle, <laughs> Kara Chapman. They're back, back with vengeance. How are you guys?
1: We're okay. I'm wearing my Press Republican fleece actually right now.
0: Pretty. I, see, I see that. We are doing this on Zoom, so there might be a little bit of a delay here and there with different things, but that's what editing is for afterward as well to make us sound even better. Um <laughs> But yeah, I just want I'm glad that we can get you guys back on and get back into the podcast groove, but give us the lowdown of what's going on, what's what's the happenings of the North Country and all the fun jazzy stuff going on. Sure. So
1: I'll I'll kick it off with COVID as I normally have done in the past. <laughs> My normal jumping off point. So Last week, we had a big press conference with local education and health officials. And basically, the general gist is that, yes, we're seeing fewer hospitalizations. Yes, we're seeing fewer cases, but you still need to do what you're supposed to do. That's another message I keep saying with every single one of these podcasts, and I'm going to keep saying it. Wear your mask. <laughs> Stay away from people. Um, wash your hands. Please, please wash your hands and all all that jazz, all that good stuff. So. Still urging caution, still, you know, the primary source of spread is still through gatherings, friends and family who are doing the, all the right things when they're out in public. Awesome job. But then when they're, you know, in a private home, they're being a, a bit lax with the with the precautions. So just emphasizing that, as well as emphasizing vaccine safety and a big development that happened this week was that people with uh, adult New Yorkers specifically with certain comorbidities and underlying health conditions did become eligible for the coronavirus vaccine. They could start registering, I believe it was as of Sunday, February 14th. And those conditions that make you eligible range from heart conditions, pulmonary conditions, um, obesity, diabetes, um, neurological conditions. There's a whole list that's available on the state website. Um, And the reason why is because people who live with these conditions are generally at higher risk of developing serious illness or even death as a result of, um, if if they were to contract COVID-19. So that's why we are focusing on them now. Um, Local health departments told me yesterday that they plan to notify residents, you know, with uh, links posted to their Facebook pages and social media when they themselves get vaccines for this population. Um, Clinton County didn't give me specific numbers, but Franklin and Essex County health departments were anticipating about 100 for that particular population this week, along with continuing to vaccinate phase 1B essential workers. So I think that includes restaurant workers, um, teachers, and uh, police, fire, all that stuff. So along with all of the other people who have been eligible so far. (laughs) So, but pharmacies can still only vaccinate those who are 65 and older. So if you, the back, I think the pharmacy allows you to register, but you will not be able to get it. So yes, Mackenzie. I was just
2: going to point out. So my grandma is a young grandma. She is not even 65 yet. So she, <laughs> vaccine. oh my God, I think I'm lying on, on um, the podcast. I think she is, I can't remember how old she is. I don't think she's 65. She, um, she didn't qualify initially to get the vaccine, I know. And she just recently was able to qualify because she has one of these underlying health conditions. Um, and her vaccine was scheduled for like a month or so out from now. But yesterday when she was out walking her dog, she got a call from Walgreens that there had been a cancellation and she got in and it was like, she texted us at like five o'clock and then her appointment was at five forty. That so you had to like book it over there Ended up getting her vaccine. Um, so I was just going to say like, stay by your phone. That's is the best advice I can, I can get from that. It was pretty cool. And she was very excited. So.
1: Yeah. Nice. I know both my parents or both my parents, both my grandparents, um, have gotten both doses through the Plattsburgh site because they um, they're both my grandpa is eighty or eighty one and my grandma is seventy nine. So I helped get them registered a few weeks ago and they're they're all set. So now we just need to work on getting the rest of the family through that process. So the more I'm thinking about it, I, I actually
2: know that my grandma isn't sixty five and older but she get it at Walgreens and now I'm confused because we were just
1: talking about <laughs> Walgreens, you're supposed to be sixty five and older. Because I've heard about people going there after getting an appointment and then being denied if they're not 65, because that's what state guidance says. But I don't know if maybe with extra doses. I don't know the answer.
0: Well, the thing the thing that I would think is just if you put your name into the mix and then you get initially denied, maybe, but then your name is in their database or whatever it might be and then an opening comes up, maybe that's how they do it. Um, I feel like that would be innocent enough. It's that I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially because we know that um, this vaccine, it needs to be you know refrigerated and stuff like that. So the, the lifespan of it isn't actually that long. And we've already seen the unfortunate stories of like vaccines literally having to be thrown away, um, which is heartbreaking, crushing, whatever word you want to use. So maybe that's the way it works. And I mean, if that's what's happening, like even if the qualifications that are being publicized aren't exactly met, like if somebody's 64 or something like that, I'm fine with that. Like at the end of the day, I just want as many people getting a vaccine as possible. I think that's the biggest thing to take away from all of this.
1: I would agree with that very strongly because the sooner we can get a significant enough portion of the population, the sooner that, you know, restrictions can start to ease. I don't know how I feel about using the word normal um, just because I don't know how long we're going to be living with this, but
0: (laughs) right. It's crazy. It's almost a year.
1: I know we were just, we were talking about that, trying to come up with, you know, features Mm -hmm. and package ideas and the, the anniversary of the very, the first case being announced in Clinton County, I believe is March six, March 15th or 16th, I think, is when it was announced. Um, a, a gentleman had checked in over the preceding weekend, and then he tested positive, and then CBPH and CCHD announced it to the world. I remember, like, being called <laughs> Joe's office, and he, everything was on speakerphone and grabbing my recorder and taking all the notes, and then having, it was... It was later in the day too, so of course I had to stay longer, but that's fine because that was important.
0: You guys so, all, you guys all worked on like a Sunday one, like at the initial part two, right?
1: Yeah, when uh, when we knew that schools were going to be closing, mm-hmm. basically we all came in that Sunday, and I think did we reach out to a bunch of different? I don't even remember exactly what we did, but I thought that that would be the norm, but <laughs> uh, it didn't turn out to be. We just have. Pretty long days when we when we're in. So, that's that's been the that was the status for a very long time, and it still is some days. So,
2: I feel like we, we did talk to some district superintendents. I remember calling Dan Mannix, I think, or or something. Maybe you did. But yeah, it was crazy. We were all in on a Sunday because it the schools were in, were going to be closed the next month, like the next day. So we had to go in and do something crazy.
0: Yeah, and. I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but I, Oh, first of all, I'm also from, from the sports side of things. I think there's so many interesting story angles to when sports went on hold a year ago. So I'm going to be putting some stuff together um, Mm -hmm. on different things for kind of like the year, year anniversary, which it's, it's so doom and gloom, which I don't know if we need necessarily, but I feel like it's just such an important and, um, uh, just it's just such a mind-boggling thing that it's hard not to report on even a year later um but I don't know if you guys remember so you're talking about when you went in on the Sunday so prior to that the week before is when sports went on hold and there was the um two so I remember I think it was March 12th was the day everything got postponed canceled whether it be NCAA March Madness And then local stuff but the crazy thing was leading up to that like a day or two before i interviewed robert zayas who's the uh, executive director of the new york state public high school athletic association like literally two days before and he said no everything's fine we're not planning any cancellations or anything like that oh my and then it's crazy isn't it crazy when you think about that um but then the next day I talked with Matt Wallentuck, the section seven executive director, and he said, "Um, yep, everything's going as planned. There are no postponements planned at this time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just thinking to myself, my God, like, okay, maybe this won't affect sports. Like everybody was kind of getting the inclination that it might affect sports a little bit. And then um, that night before everything actually got postponed, I wrote a story and the headline said, something to the effect of all section seven sports to be held with no restrictions. And I remember saying to Ben Rowe, our night editor that night, I said, this headline isn't going to hold any importance by tomorrow, like in the morning. And it didn't literally that next morning, everything was being post canceled, everything like that. And I just knew it. I just knew that this was like beyond what people were expecting. And obviously like nobody could have expected where we're at now. I mean, we're literally almost a year later and I feel like we see each other on Zoom more than we see each other in person. Um, So that is just such a mind-boggling thing when it comes down to that. But it'll be interesting to see what we can all kind of put together for different type of features, packages, things like that for the year-long anniversary of stupid COVID.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just that that was, um, I know Mackenzie was going to talk about progress. That's going to be kind of my focus with my progress stories. I'm hoping to do one, first of all, on vaccines. And you know how quick, I I hesitate to say how quickly this all came about because there really was a lot of research that was behind this even before the COVID pandemic even happened with this type of vaccine and the mRNA and coronavirus and stuff like that. But uh, on vaccines and then also hoping for another one on the treatments that are now available because remember, it's like, when this first came out, it was the whole thing was testing is not treatment. If you feel OK, but not emergent, try to stay home so we don't overwhelm the hospitals and all that, all that stuff. So it's it's really a lot has changed over the last year.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, when you think about last year, it was all about we don't have enough tests now it's we don't have enough vaccines and then hopefully like you know the trend of getting more tests will lead to you know the trend of more vaccines and obviously that will be the case it's just going to take some time and you know it it like and you guys were talking about your family members like my mom and dad are both teachers they've received both of their doses um they both actually just received their doses earlier this week um they did pretty well um they didn't they didn't seem to my mom experienced probably a little bit more side effects from it than my dad did. Um, at least from what they told me. Um, um, but my grandfather's gotten his first dose and he's waiting for a second dose and my grandmother has gotten both of her doses already. So, I mean, the, the vaccines are out there and people are getting vaccinated, which is good because ultimately at the end of the day, that's what we're going to need to get through this. Um, so it's, it's all a good thing, but Enough with COVID, unless there's other things that get interweaved with different things, but what else is going on?
2: <laughs> sure. uh, just to piggyback on Sarah mentioned, our progress edition, but um, basically what that is, for anyone who doesn't know, it's um, an annual issue that we um, feature with the Press Republican, just talk about um, big projects or, or, or things that are happening, and just give an update on their progress, aka the title, progress edition.
3: Um
2: <laughs> So I am working on every year. I feel like I do something that has to do with the city's downtown revitalization. <laughs> um, the
0: Durkee street parking lot.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Durkee street parking lot is like one of 10 or 11 projects, but that's the one that most and everyone knows that one. Sure. Um, so usually I, I kind of give an update on projects and where they're standing and stuff, but because the Durkee street project is uh, like, most interest to people. I'm gonna focus on that one and kind of where we are with that project. Um and also the Betty Little Arts Park, which is the new park that's gonna be coming in right near that mural that was done um of the astronaut off of um City Hall. Is that dirt no that's dirty Street. Duh. Yeah. Dur- yeah. <laughs> yeah, little arts park there. Um and it's supposed to be a little arts park. Did you catch that? Betty Little Arts Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's supposed to be done in the fall so i'm going to really focus on those two projects that have to do with the dri um and then i'm also going to do another story about the farmers market um i don't know if a lot of people remember but they were supposed to be moving down to the city's harbor side last season but because of covid it delayed and things um so they're actually going to be moving down there hopefully this year is the goal to free up the um they, they usually do their business out of the building, the Durkee Street parking lot. So They're trying to free up that building so that they can start work on the Durkee Street project. Every, whatever. I don't even know what else to say.
1: <laughs> I, don't even- I, I think I remember about a year ago, you were out, maybe it was your birthday, actually, because you just had your birthday again. And I had to cover a council meeting where they talked about the farmer's market and how it was going to be completed. Within the next few months, the new building and it would everything would be moved over. People were so excited. I remember writing that story, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, it still hasn't happened yet because of COVID." You know.
2: So, Kara, your experience with the farmers market has kind of been my experience with every city project. Parking <laughs> <I've had. laughs> <laughs> Oh, a year has gone by, and no, it's but um. <laughs> It's just kind of how these things work. But, yeah, so they're hoping that the farmer's market will be operating out of its new building um, down on the harbor side, so that'll be cool. Um, And then my other progress story I'm going to be working on is about the Pfizer property in Champlain – or Ralph Point, sorry. Um, They just were awarded a pilot from uh, the IDA. Um, So that's just giving them some more funding to work on the project they have going on we have some of the buildings and it's it's actually a pretty interesting thing because without without a developer coming in and kind of taking property like that i mean it could sit vacant for years on years on years on years um so it's good to see some things happening over there
1: right yeah and kind of on that note i actually did a story also about another pilot the, the samuel f Vilas home was awarded a pilot last week that will allow them to basically do a 60,000 square foot expansion. So like a whole extra facility and also renovate the existing building that we all know on the corner of Beekman and Cornelia for over a hundred years. So, um, so yeah, they're saying it will allow them to allow their residents to age in place without having to go to a higher level care facility um, and they'll be able to offer more levels of care. So that's their kind of general gist of it. They're going to, my understanding is they're going to build the addition and then they're going to move all the residents over there. And then when they renovate the, the main building, they're going to make the rooms bigger. And each room is going to have its own bathroom now, I believe, because that's uh, current, currently not every room has its own bathroom. And that um, the owner, Eli Schwartzberg said that that has made it com- competition kind of harder for the Byless Home as time has gone on. And, you know, seniors when they're leaving there you know, their homes, their houses, they want to be able to have their own space and their own bathroom, that kind of thing. So that was interesting.
0: I'm a big advocate of personal bathrooms. I feel like everybody should have one of those.
4: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's been for those we uh, in my apartment, we only have one bathroom. So if one of us were to contract COVID-19, we wouldn't be able to have that separation very easily. Yeah. But there are people who are who are fortunate enough to have two so they're able to keep all their activities separate and prevent (laughs) that kind of thing but yeah that wouldn't that wouldn't happen here
0: (laughs) no i mean what's not what's not to like you know you got the privacy the personal. it's it's great there's nothing i'm a big advocate of that so if they're if that's what they're doing personal bathrooms i mean that's a whoever's advocating for that they're going to be a winner at the end of the day in my book
1: (laughs) and Something else I wanted to talk about, um, it's actually a story that Fernando Alba, our newest reporter, um, when did he come on sometime last month, mid last month or so?
0: Well, technically, he was my prodigy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was over in the guys,
0: You guys can thank me for bringing him in.
1: Yes. Thank you for Fernando. He's doing great. Um, But he wrote about how a now second SUNY Plattsburgh alum has pleaded guilty in federal court big deal, guys, not saying that state or local court is not a big deal, but big deal, to stealing private nude photos from female students' social media accounts. So this latest, um, he's, he's been labeled a co-conspirator. His name is Nicholas Faber. He is from the Rochester area, graduated in 2017, was on, Joey, the track and field team.
0: Yeah, he was on the track and field team. I looked it up a little bit because I did once I heard people talking about it, I was just curious. I don't remember ever covering him. I don't remember really writing his name, but I did look on the website and his name was on the roster for what year? What years was it? I think it was...
1: Uh- like looks like 2014 to 27 yeah that's that
0: seems about right it's funny it's like with would track there's just so many on those teams that like even if they might have success in something they sometimes don't get mentioned in articles um so i can't really rem- remember writing yeah. his name for anything but he definitely was on the team
1: yeah but faber um now joins michael fish another alum who pleaded guilty last spring Um, Basically, what they did is they were able to gain access to female students' emails, and then they were able to use that information to hack their Snapchat, Instagram, other accounts, and they would steal these photos and then trade them amongst them, like, with each other and then with other people. Um, So, essentially, Faber pleaded guilty to computer fraud and aggravated identity theft. Fish has pleaded guilty to computer hacking, aggravated identity, identity theft, and child pornography offenses because... This is for my, you know, crime reporter days. If someone's below 18, that's going to be a factor with stuff like this. Right. So, um, But Faber faces up to 12 years in prison, a $250,000 fine, and has agreed to pay more than $35,000 in restitution to the college because university police was actually very involved in, you know, getting the investigation going and reaching out to dozens of you know, females who had been affected by this, and really, really getting the ball rolling before um, the federal bureau of investigation and the state got involved as well. A so be- that was big.
0: a beauty of the the podcast is we can talk about the things that we're reporting on, but we can also just provide some in opinion or insight. And I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to really have a, a take on all this, but. Just when I was reading that story and reading exactly what they did, how they did it, how manipulative it was, it's just so filthy. Um, It's just so disgusting. And it's like, I just don't understand what motivates people to do that. And um, ultimately uh, they'll be paying the consequences for it. um, And um, the justice system will do its thing as far as that's concerned. Like we don't control that, but um, what I can tell you just from my perspective is like that's when I, when I read that story, or those two stories, because there were actually two stories about it, I was just kind of taken back like, wow, this was, I mean, in reality, it was a legitimately well thought out scheme. It was crazy um, what they were doing. Um, and if you haven't read that story, and you hear us talking about it now, um, go, go on to press and read the two stories by Fernando that he did on that um, situation, because it's just, um, it's not interesting in the sense that it's fun to read, um, but it's certainly just interesting to read about what exactly is going on. And it's very good reporting by Fernando as well. So um, that's my two cents on it, just from, you know, this, the sports editor, just reading some news stuff, but very very bizarre and unfortunate circumstances going on. Um, yeah,
1: especially, especially for the people,
0: especially for the people who are affected.
1: Yeah. These, these guys are scum. I feel like if, if we're allowed yeah. to ship- on the podcast these guys are literal scum
0: no that and that's that's what i mean by when i say you know it it doesn't take a rocket scientist to formulate an opinion on this like if you don't really have that like i can't tell you what opinion to have um but if you don't have an opinion at least kind of trending in the direction that kara just said then what are you doing
1: (laughs) yeah I was uh, reading up on other, other outlets have also reported on this. And I believe it was a times union article where, um, Michael fish actually submitted fraudulent letters on his own behalf that he played from a priest. And he, um, he was an intern with, I believe Congresswoman Stefanik's campaign. But what he did was he basically took a recommendation letter from before from multiple people. Mm-hmm. And I'd kind have of said, oh, well, he's such a good guy. I think you should go easy on him. And it's like, seriously, guy, that you're not, you're just making it worse for yourself. Like mm-hmm. it just, it, it's not, there's something wrong in the way he perceives the world and both in the way both of them perceive the world.
0: As far as, as far as that part of it is concerned is. Somehow he made it worse. <laughs> like, yeah, I know it's it's just unbelievable to me. Like he he what he got letters of su- fake letters of support from his mom and dad and grandma or something like that, for different family members and a priest, and like it's it's what are you doing? You know, you're, you're just I mean, ultimately, I guess when you're in that situation, can it really get any worse? I don't know. Um, but he, he somehow found a way. Um, that's what that. But that's what I was talking about with just like those factors. It's just read those stories if you didn't read it yet, because it's just it's bizarre. It's bizarre on so many levels.
2: One mm-hmm. thing that I did want to say about that, too, Joey, when you were talking about it, you said that um, use the word manipulative. I think when you were describing it, that was mm-hmm. my when I read the story, I think it was the second story. That out. Well, because one thing that they had done is so using their their Plattsburgh email addresses, like Sarah was saying, um, they basically lied. They texted these girls and they lied to them, saying that, "Oh, I accidentally used your phone number when I was trying to set up my account. Can you please fix it for me, or or whatever they said your email," um, and basically. I felt like it was very manipulative, like playing up on their <clears throat> girls maybe want to help somebody or, or be or be helpful or something, um, and then using them in that way to then hack into their accounts. It's still explicit photos of them, like the whole scheme, like you know, just insane. And and I wouldn't have seen it coming if I were in the, their same position. I would have tried to be helpful and give them what they asked for as well. So it's just something else to, to watch out for, I guess.
1: I feel like another word besides manipulative is just predatory. Like,
2: yeah.
1: It's just not, it's not okay.
0: No, not at all. And I feel like um, just throughout discussing this topic, it's, it's, it's good that I would have a hard time discussing this if it weren't for like you guys also incorporating it to it, because I feel like it's hard for just like a male and or female perspective from it. So like, it's good that we can. I'll talk about it a little bit from different perspectives but yeah Mackenzie like as far as you said manipulative that is one of the best words for it because it was just manipulative shady scum like Kara said like you know scum is a word that shouldn't be used lightly but it, it fits the scenario it really does so I mean it's it's unfortunate on a lot of different levels
1: mm-hmm. yes.
0: I would agree before we, uh, but before we wrap things up, what else, uh, what else is going on and, and what else do, uh, we need to talk about before we, uh, kind of go in our, in our separate directions via zoom. <laughs>
1: sure. So just, um, something that I'm working on, um, this, we're recording this on Wednesday. It's, co- is it coming out Thursday or Friday?
0: I think we're week? actually going to do a Thursday special this week.
1: Okay. So coming out Thursday, um, yep. So if you are trying to book a flight through Plattsburgh International Airport right now and you are finding difficulty doing so between the dates of April 13th to about June 22nd, it is not because the airport is going out of business or (laughs) wrong is going on. What is happening is they are doing a good chunk of repaving the runway. So the runway is over. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up because I want to make sure for Chris Craig that I get the correct measurements
0: fun fact about so, while care is doing this fun fact about the uh the airstrip there i don't know if you guys know this but it can actually land a nasa uh aircraft if needed. be heard that before. it's for it's it's f- i think it's if it if a nasa aircraft couldn't land in like three other places it would land in plattsburgh so obviously the likelihood of that is slim to none but hey we're here we're in the mix which would be pretty awesome can you imagine like all of a sudden if we found out a nasa aircraft was going to land in plattsburgh
1: yeah that would be insane yeah Uh, but so this runway is 11,759 feet long and basically they've been trying to repave it in phases for a while so back in 2008 they did a couple thousand feet on one end back and then in 2017 to 2018 they did a couple thousand feet on another end and now they've got to do the middle and the thing about when you do the middle and you only have one runway at an airport you have to close it in order for that work to be done so they've coordinated with the airlines, they've coordinated with the FAA, they've coordinated with all the people and Homeland Security, all the people that they need to do. So that way, everybody knows what's going on. They're planning to start construction April 13th, and they're hoping to wrap it up safely and be able to reopen June 22nd, which they're hoping coincides with, you know, more people being vaccinated and maybe more people wanting to resume um, flight travel and that kind of thing. So that's the situation the airport is not going out of business it's just going to take a pause so that way it can do this um much needed repaving of the of the runway so
0: i mean hey at the end of the day you need a nice surface for aircrafts to land so like (laughs) whatever they need to do to be able to do that so planes don't have issues um you know
1: it's it's like how can you
0: not support that
1: (laughs) yeah it's like what the airport manager told me it's like a road it has a lifespan gets used so it needs to be replaced and it should happen about every 20 years or so but they I think he said they haven't had kind of like a full rework since the Air Force had it so it's been due for it and what's good about this phase of the project in particular is that because the funding for it the federal funding was awarded under the CARES Act last year so typically a project that includes federal and state funding it'll be funded 90 percent by the federal government 5% Five percent by the state and five percent by whatever the locality is, and because of um, the CARES Act last year, they wiped away the state and local obligations. So the federal government's covering one hundred percent of the cost of this phase of the project. So that's like about twelve and a half million dollars that's being covered, and it's not no no cost to Clinton County directly, unless unless you count how taxes get funneled federally and all that jazz. Ah,
0: don't don't worry about that
1: <laughs> it is not coming out of Clinton County budget So, <laughs> <laughs> um, before we sign off
2: I was just going to plug that the um, this city is working on its a new update to its comprehensive plan which I don't think has been updated since the late 1990s so they're really they've been working on this for a while uh, but they just announced that they're looking for community feedback and they're going to be having some workshops coming up in early March they're going to be held over zoom and they're just out by wards so you can attend based on which you um you live and there'll be different time slots for those um but in case you can't make it to any of those time slots they've also released a an online questionnaire that people can fill out um so I just wanted to let everyone know if they want to have a say in where developments go in the future in the city it might be of
1: interest to some people
0: sounds good Perfect. Well, on that note, I will keep my sports stuff for um, the next segment coming up. Um, but just to tell you guys briefly, nice tease. Ready for this? I don't think we've really teased things before, but we're going to tease going from segment to segment. So practices are actually underway for for high school sports. Um, everything um, other than wrestling, which it, if you can't understand why wrestling can't go on right now during a pandemic, well, I, I would suggest you might want to talk to somebody else about that. Um, but needless to say uh, sports world is waking up and it seems like the dormant winter nature of the sports world is, is, uh, is ending. And um, we're going to have some actual sports going on as soon as um, uh, I shouldn't say actual, there are, actually are some stuff going on, but we're going to have more stuff going on as soon as next week. So there's some exciting stuff that I will mention more coming up with the uh, Jolo and ben Rowe. sounds good okay sure. well i'm happy guys that we could do this again and we will do this again next week we will get back in a groove
1: yes sounds
2: we'll get, good we'll
0: give the people what they want yeah.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I thought it was fun I couldn't stop smiling when we first started because it was giving me major throwbacks to when we first uh-huh. started
0: so oh well there you go so awesome. so so like you see my face and it just provokes smile that's good that's what i try and do
1: it it was more the podcast (laughs) or or me joey or me you know i see mackenzie all the time all
0: right well i feel like no love now so now i'm kind of sad (laughs) it's okay it's okay but all right yeah we will talk again next week guys and stay tuned segment two coming up right now And we are back, sports editor Joey LaFranca, with editor-in-chief Joe LaTemplio, night editor Ben Rowe, and staff writer Fernando Alba.
4: Woo-hoo.
0: Fernando, your first time on the pod, how are you?
4: Pretty good, how about you?
0: Not bad. Joe? Ooh.
4: We're um, excited and happy to have Fernando here today. But you know, it's funny, Ben Rowe just said something off air about... <laughs> Joe talks about maybe he had a tuna fish sandwich for lunch. Yep. Well, actually today being Ash Wednesday, that's exactly what I had for lunch, a tuna fish sandwich.
3: Is that a religious thing? Yes,
4: you're not supposed to have meat. Yeah, you're not supposed to have meat oh. on, Wednesday. on Ash Wednesday but and fi- every Friday but the during fish Lent. is meat. Is it? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Fish is, no, no, no. <laughs> um, so, and in in that sense. R- yes. Um Remember how you're supposed to give something up for Lent? For the 40 days of Lent. Yep. And I said, and you guys are going to be, might be a little startled based on an earlier episode of the podcast when we talked about. you something. giving up hot dogs? I'm giving up hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know it's what? A, it's a tough sacrifice. I
3: know. I'm going to give up hot dogs too. There you go. It's not going to be hard for me. <laughs> the month of hot dogs has hit a bumpy, <laughs> bumpy patch.
0: Um, I am also, I'm on cloud nine today. I don't know if, Joe, if you watched Fernando, I bet you probably saw it, but the Brooklyn Nets yesterday had the best come-from-behind victory I have seen in quite some time. No Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving, just Jim Harden balling out with all these other pieces that the Nets have. Down 24 points at halftime. End up going on, I believe, a 14-0 run to end the game against the Suns. Nice. A very
4: good team? The, oh. uh, Tremendous. Ottawa Senators had a big come from behind victory over Toronto Maple Leafs the other day. That's too. actually very impressive yes. because
0: ma- the Maple Leafs have gotten out to a really hot start.
4: Yep, and Ottawa's weak.
0: Yeah, so I, I, was, I, I was watching that last night, got home at, I don't know, what time did I leave here last night?
3: Uh, probably like, what,
0: uh, 10.30? 10.30 or so, yeah. I got home. I, I saw the first half score. I was like, yeah, all right. Tune in for the second half. That's one of the best basketball games I've watched in quite some time. Cool. James Harden, your favorite player, Joe. Yes, he is. <laughs>
3: well, you know, my, my boy Mahomes, not doing so hot this weekend. I think Mahomes <laughs> just had I think Mahomes
0: just had Also,
3: one thing to bring up is the fact that listeners might hear in the background a beep, beep, <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> right Lots now, of snow clearance. We are currently... Clearing out the excessive amount of snow on our parking lot. <laughs> so if you do pick up a that, that's the sounds of winter. Did American Idol start yet? Oh, I have a, I I have <laughs> something to tell you about that. The will Pellerin? Yes, thing. yes.
4: I went to school with him. So what? Yes, so did Kara. Well, yep. Kara says she known him since. Yeah, I think he might have been in Kara's grade. Yes, and uh, she's yeah, she's trying to do a story
0: with him. Yeah, she should. Uh, she Whoa. should. Um, yeah, will Did he make it? I don't know. His episode airs soon. I yeah, saw. Yeah, he can't say. I saw his mom um, posted on Facebook the other day. Um, his mom also worked at the school. I, I don't know what her technical role is, but very nice now lady. Now, which
4: Pellerin family are they? I don't know what Pellerin family. you're <laughs> talking There's about. a town. Well, I think they're all related. <laughs> there's Beaten Town Pellerins. There's Saranac Pellerins. These are Plattsburgh Pellerins, as far as I Pelerins. know. Okay. Right. Because Plattsburgh Pelicans. These these are Pellerins. Pellerins. <laughs> <laughs> um, They
0: all, I know Will's mother like went to St. John's or MAI, one of the two. So we're talking Plattsburgh for sure um, in that case. But yeah, he's going to be on American Idol at some point. So last year we had, what's the Survivor girl's name? Sophie Clark. Yeah. Sophie Clark. Now we're going to have Will Pellerin. Will, I know from different things, Will has been in, um, I think he's been living in Nashville. And uh, doing some different music things, hey. that's where you go to make a music career. So, that's right. yeah. shout um, out to
3: PR music reviewer Amanda Martin. Yes. Make your career yep. and Spent 20 years there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, that's exciting. Um, All right, Joe. Name the last American Other winner that you know um, okay. Adam Lambert. Yeah. Did he <laughs> win? Yeah, no, actually, he came, he came second. second. Think, yeah, yeah. Yes, but <laughs> then he ended up being bigger than the guy. He should have
4: He um, was really good.
3: Yes. Also, that was like over ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when when, when my
4: kids were little, we watched that show religiously. Yeah. They loved it. Mm-hmm. All right. But I've gotten away from
0: it. I'm going to ask all of you guys. Okay, I'll ask you first, Joe. If you were on American Idol for your audition, what song would you sing?
4: Hot Town, Summer in the City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's
3: a good one. Ben, what about you? Um, I would sing um, Baby Shark. No, oh. you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, there <laughs> no, there's nothing to it. Give
0: us a real answer. Jeez.
3: Um, <laughs> My only karaoke what, thing was yeah. terrible. What, what, is it? what is it? I say, what's that song, I'm a Cowboy by Bon Jovi? Uh, oh, I know it.
4: Good, yeah. That's a good song. Mm-hmm. No, anything Bon Jovi's good. What about you? A <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm <on> a <cable. laughs> All
3: right, Fernando? Uh,
5: I don't have one because I would die of embarrassment if I was on American Idol. There's no chance. <laughs> I would,
3: okay, I well, okay. Well, wait, can I tell my karaoke it, story real quick? Yeah, sure. It's the fact that I was at one of my senior high school senior graduation parties, and that's when I learned the cardinal rule of karaoke. Never do karaoke sober. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a gimmick <laughs> yeah, that, that's true Fernando
0: you gotta give us something like uh, what's a song what's that, a song if, if it comes car, on right? the radio and you're just blowing your lungs out as that doesn't exist it. that doesn't <laughs> exist I don't
3: know what but you're talking about nobody can be in the car and listen to Bohemian Rhapsody and not sing it it came on the when I was driving around uh-huh. last night alright I'll take that one yeah you and take and Bohemian I'll, Rhapsody I'll that one
0: I will go with Piano Man okay that, I mean how can you not <laughs> that, that would be that would be my go to that's a good one either either that or beth by kiss it's very it's very (laughs) do you do you know the story behind that why it became so popular because it was on the flip side of detroit rock city yes Yes,
3: the old school stuff right now fernando doesn't even know what flip side is (laughs) like a record right hey yeah yeah, i know
0: so like when kiss made their i don't know what album it was but it was the album that detroit rock city was on it was like supposed to be the number one Uh song and when people would put the record on, they would put it upside down, and the song on the flip side was Beth. And it became—it was just a solo by Peter Chris, their drummer. And it became so popular because it, it inadvertently was played so many times because people put the record on upside down. That's <laughs>
3: nothing like Kiss. Huh?
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't at, at all. At That's all. That's the trick. And no. the
3: reason why Fernando doesn't know what a B-side in the record is is because Fernando is a college student.
0: That's right. And that's why we had you on, uh, Fernando. We wanted you to um, talk a little bit about what it is like to be a student at Plattsburgh State right, right now. So mm-hmm. this this week was the first, it's kicking off actual in-person, in-person learning uh, again after, what, a two-week? Two-week virtual. Uh, two-week virtual um, yep. session. So, what is it like, you know, what, what is it like just going to a classroom and, and what is it like just being on campus right now?
5: Yeah, I, I can't speak for a first-hand experience because this semester I have all virtual classes. Oh, okay. So I don't even have to step foot on campus. But I know for a lot of people, it's it's kind of more of the same from last semester mm-hmm. where almost it's more stringent, though. There's definitely more, uh, the college is being more strict about certain things sure like um, if you're a student on campus and you have to go on on campus for any reason at all you have to be tested and the testing schedule is more stringent where you have to set up a schedule with the health office to get tested every single week right i know last semester there were students like two months in the semester who were not tested oh wow yeah and they just they just never got contacted till later in uh, but that's not going to happen this semester, I guess. And I've been hearing that if you get caught on campus without being tested, it can be pretty severe. Mm-hmm. How do they catch you? Uh, show your papers. Show your papers. Well, that's, hey, good, <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. That, that's a good point. Well, they email professors um, basically like, hey, this student hasn't been tested, hasn't set up a time to get tested. So if you see this person, like, on campus,
4: report them or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So...
0: So the professors are kind of the middleman, yeah. to report, in a sense. Interesting. Yeah, that, that actually is. Okay, so you, you haven't been on campus this semester, right. but you were last semester. Yep. What was that like? Um, it was dead.
5: <laughs> it yeah. was like a ghost. <laughs> it, I would go, I remember I had a morning class in Hawkins, and I remember like any other semester, like I would cut through Ward, get to Hawkins, sure. and it would be just like filled with people just walking the halls and stuff like that. It was completely empty. Last semester, yeah, and it was it was just depressing,
3: really. <laughs> no, I can I can understand mm. that. Um, I will say this though, you're taking <coughs> you're taking senior sentinel or a senior um, <laughs> seminar. <laughs> seminar, <laughs> shout out senior sentinel. Um, you're taking senior <laughs> seminar this year, which for those who don't know is kind of the final examish thing for journalism students, mm. where you basically review the fundamentals yep. and talk professor and then take a exam that proves that you know. Yeah. The, the lessons you know know best it, that you know how to do over your that you're paying attention. To I will say guys. that in my experience, if I could have taken that seminar and it really was a seminar, sitting uh-huh. down there and being lectured to, if I could have taken that from my dorm room via webcam, <laughs> I would have been all over that like ten thousand percent. So <laughs> yeah. I can imagine there are some advantages. Curse, yeah, to for sure, having mm-hmm. some distance. I,
4: I'm curious <laughs> to know: last semester on campus, were people aware of what was happening at SUNY Oneonta? Yeah, definitely. And like
5: there was definitely conversations about it and the president and other people in the college sent emails about it, including UP. They're just like, Hey, don't be these people. In fact I just got <laughs> In fact I just got an email today. It's like uh, don't do drugs. Yeah <laughs> about Sunny Cortland. I guess um Cortland was also pretty bad last semester, Yes. Cortland Oswego mm-hmm. I think it yeah was
0: Cortland and Oswego Oneonta was like the first one in Portland yeah, and yeah. Oswego, yeah,
5: yeah, so yeah, for sure, people okay knew. interesting., uh, that didn't stop people though I know for yeah, it's um a lot of freshmen, especially like they I think the sense among them is that they're missing out on that college experience You're right, right. and for some of them, they just did not care, and they went out and they did everything. Well, expecting. as
4: evidenced, the very first uh-huh. weekend, there yeah. 23 kids mm-hmm. yeah. at the uh, the Sailor's Beach.
0: Oh, yeah, up here in Plattsburgh. Were yeah. all,
4: they were all freshmen.
3: Silliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say that. And they got some heavy
0: punishments. <laughs> they
3: kicked <yeah>. out. Yes. <laughs> that in my experience online, seeing some of the, the memes around college and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, is that people were, root, not rooting, but people were expecting Plattsburgh to be one of the ones that, like, crashed and burned in what I read, anyway. You know, it it didn't necessarily. Yeah, I you know. thought they were
5: gonna crash and burn. <laughs> I remember, I remember for like how you? I don't even know how many consecutive weeks the college didn't re- like record a single positive case through its pool testing. A lot of people were thinking, "Oh, it's fake. It's gotta be like <laughs> fake results or something." Right? Um, and they weren't. But again, like what I mentioned before, there were some students who were not being tested. For whatever reason, they just weren't being contacted, right. and they weren't doing that thing before where they would email professors and be like, hey, these kids aren't being tested. Yeah, you know, So they weren't doing that. So,
0: Do you have a, a sense of, like, when all this started, when you knew you were going to come back last semester mm-hmm. and where you're at, obviously now knowing that you don't have to technically be on campus mm-hmm. for anything... Um, what was the level of comfort last semester and then what is the level of comfort now, obviously, knowing that you don't have to be on campus this semester? As far as like classes? Just general being a human being, being, like Um, trying to operate on a college campus during a pandemic.
5: You know, I think I was way less certain about what the virus was uh, around that time last semester. Sure. So it was more um, caution, Mm -hmm. I'd say. Um, but yeah, this, this, it's just like normal life at this point. So it's just, yeah, very comfortable. No,
0: that, that's, that's good. I mean, I feel like if people are so nervous, then it's going to cause a lot of issues. Uh Like I, and I, I, that's, that's great to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, now you were on, we're actually, we all have Cardinal Point alums now in here. (laughs) Um, You were EIC last semester, Uh right? What was it like running a college newspaper during a pandemic?
5: It was, um... I mean, the big number one story, it was all COVID-19 stuff. Sure. right. So that was like the first semester where where there was this overarching story that just affected the paper week to week to week to week. Mm-hmm. And it was just um, so it was a lot of that. But the semester before that, I'd say, was a bigger shift. That's when college went remote like yep. midway through. And like, how do you I remember that day? It was Wednesday when we got the news. That Plattsburgh was switching to remote, mm-hmm. and Cardinal Points does production Wednesday and Thursday. So I remember <laughs> that Wednesday we had the budget, yeah, laid out. And then I remember me and someone else just went out and just started like grabbing people and like talking with them, just you know, um, because there's so much uncertain about what was going to happen. Right. Stop the press. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> good experience. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And. Um, and then I remember after that, when we did go remote, we did keep writing stories. Um, we shifted completely online, and our posting schedule was different. Mm-hmm. Our writing schedules were different. We started to work remotely through uh, Slack, which was a good experience, I thought. But that, for like, that was all last minute stuff. We had to make adjustments. Sure. For. Yeah. So that was the bigger adjustment, I'd say.
0: Now, Joe, you have now gotten to have fernando under your wing officially for what how many weeks has it been now four, four. so it's been about a month i mean he's had a albino squirrel <laughs> yeah. he's had you know on the total flip side of things we've had the nude photo incident yes. at plattsburgh state everything in between but you have not shied away from giving him a little bit of anything and everything for assignments early on.
4: No, and that's good. I mean, in this day and age, the, the days of specialized beat reporting yeah. are pretty much long gone. Yeah. In, in <laughs> newspapers, uh, any journalism, and which is, I think, you know, is, is a great opportunity mm-hmm. for a young uh, new journalist to get some exposure and experience in, in everything, Every, all sure. kinds of stories. And that, that was one of the things that I always liked about this place, the small paper. Because when I first started, I was actually the business writer. Yeah. And God I, bless you. Yeah, um, Grady said, uh, Bob Grady said, oh, we want to hire you full time. And I was in the sports department at yep. the time. Making a nickel I, a I shift. I, I said, pretty <laughs> much. I said, great. He goes, oh, by the way, you're, you're the business writer. <laughs> well, <What, laughs> I know. Uh, but you get to do mm-hmm. so many different things. I mean, the first year I covered a murder wow. um, and stuff like that. So this is a great opportunity yeah. for Fernando to uh, get some experience and uh, you know use his talents on many fronts. And Ben Rowe has been keeping him busy as well.
3: Yes. <laughs> With yes, the excellent um, musician profile. Thank you, so. But one question that I was wondering, uh-huh. one last thing about college, yeah. is that People talked about the freshmen missing out on their college experience. Right. Is there anything, what do you miss about college life? That Just being
5: given? around people. <laughs> 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 like it's It's crazy. Like um, when the pandemic started, that was what, uh, March last year? Not March, yeah. So March. Mid-March, yeah. So I was a junior. Yeah, I was a junior then. And then I just, I never really thought about when it would end until until now i'm just like now starting to get more anxious about like how much time i lost you know what i mean right (laughs) it's it's crazy like i will never get my college years back so for a good portion of it it's just completely almost lost from the personal side of it right because for like my major and what i did for like the student paper that As, as like, crappy it is to say, the pandemic has presented a lot of opportunities to, like, kind of expand. Sure. Yeah, like, your skill set and stuff like that. Sure. But, like, personally, like, it's ruined a lot.
4: Did you go to, like, sporting events and stuff like that?
5: Um, Before the pandemic, yeah.
4: yeah, I was actually the sports editor for a bit. Oh, okay. That's right.
0: Three, three former sports editors for college. Well,
4: I was thinking now, in the future, I'm going to feel uncomfortable at a basketball game. Yeah. or has uh, a little weird. Or something. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sitting amongst people. Yeah. It, I, feel everyone <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: I feel like... You won't even go to the movie theater. It's, no.
3: <laughs> no, I, I, I get nervous watching crowd scenes in movies on <laughs> TV. Right? I, I,
0: you know what was crazy, actually? Um... And I, I will say this about sports stuff. I don't know how I how I will feel. I mean, I've been at sporting events, but spaced out. I don't know what it will be like, because. Fernando, you've covered games at mm-hmm. Memorial Hall for basketball. Yeah. When it's yeah. packed in there, it's like you're a little sardine in a can. Like it's like I always <laughs> laugh whenever I show up to cover a basketball game there. It's not like there's a press box or anything. Yeah. You're literally sitting at basically next to what usually is uh, Plattsburgh State either PS T V or radio people and um you're literally just sitting there like you have no arm space you're just trying to take some notes i put out my computer in front of me so i can tweet different things and that's it there is no room and then you got people behind you who are just fans bumping your back with yeah. their knees and like that's the type of stuff that i don't know what that's going to be like moving forward i mean it was just un- it was uncomfortable because of just how close you are but now to know like how close you're going to be mm-hmm. and we're coming out of a pandemic Oh man! Oh man! It's going to be interesting.
4: It is, and, and one of the things that happened today, which on the same vein, is the governor cleared the way for amusement parks to reopen. Yeah, this spring. Oh, I saw um, that. I don't. Great feel good Escape, about that. around places. Like, although yeah. can't go to Canada, but yeah, I can't imagine walking around the Great Escape or getting on a roller coaster or, or a ride with other people.
0: Well, I mean, not to be, like, too gross or anything, but a thing that happens at amusement parks is if you eat something and then you go on a ride, sometimes you can oh, blow yeah. chunks.
4: <laughs> and, you know... It's not a foodborne <laughs> virus. Yeah. No, I know, but just... In it still g- wouldn't it, be good. <laughs> general, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not it's yeah. not, not mean, a good
3: thing. If you had your mask on, then... <laughs> yeah, yeah, just buy, yeah. well, then so, That
0: would be a whole other issue. But, I mean, yeah, just in general, there's going to be so many adjustments that are going to need to take place. And, Fernando, I hope for your state because you do have one semester left yeah. after this, I hope next... Semester will uh, be a little bit better. So. Um, even I, I doubt, I mean, it, I'd be hard pressed to say even by September we're mm-hmm. going to be like completely back to normal, but I think we'll be well on our way, yeah. hopefully, um, by that point. Because it looks like you know, and one other big topic thing that I wanted us to hit on was the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, more and more people are getting vaccinated, which is good. Um, you and Ben have your appointment scheduled, um yeah. for your shots. So that pretty exciting yeah, for you
3: guys. Could talk a little bit about that. Is actually, I'm thinking of trying to write up an editorial or something on that about the the surreal process of scheduling vaccine appointments and how um as i've told a lot of people it's basically the hunger games (laughs) where you have the um the plattsburgh house and the suny Potsdam house and you have to compete with all the people to get in line
0: yeah i mean it's pretty it is pretty it is pretty wild um and speaking of like putting things together earlier in the show when i was talking with kara and Mackenzie. um they had mentioned how you guys had been kind of talking a little bit about doing a, a, a year a year after COVID hit, like a couple of review stories and stuff like that. And it's crazy. Like, we are legitimately less than a month away from a year since mm-hmm. this all started. And we said in the past when it all started, it's like, man, we're going to be talking about this forever. And it's like we're already remin- – like, not in good ways or anything, but like <laughs> we're already reminiscing about all the chaos that ensued at the beginning of last year. Like, Kara and Mackenzie today talked about – the Sunday when all the schools announced yep. that they were going to close and like everybody came in, um, Which in except this guy.
3: <laughs> in hindsight, everybody coming in during a pandemic seems kind of counterproductive. <laughs> but yes. On that, in that early days we were like, Oh, we all got to come together. <laughs> right. But um, Well, but for yeah. me, one of
4: the things that, that I'm thinking of now is in the early days of the pandemic, we were, they were stressing, and they still are, hand washing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so last March, we all washed our hands in the dead of winter. Your skin is dry, <laughs> and you get chapped and bleeding. Yeah. Over the summer and the fall, most mm-hmm. of this winter, hasn't been a problem. The last few weeks, my hands are killing me. Do you have the hand sanitizer with also the moisturizer included? Kara was it? talking yeah. about that. Yeah,
0: use that. I know it doesn't sound very manly, but it works. But yeah. I was
4: I was ta- talking yeah. to Fernando today. I want him to actually do a story on proper hand washing uh-huh. because, um, you know, it's a thing.
3: Well, with the and hand sanitizer, like the alcohol in the hand sanitizer dries out your yeah. hands. So right. It's counterproductive. And I <laughs>
4: seem to recall, and I could be wrong, but I thought there was a story last year in the beginning of the pandemic where someone said don't use hand lotion because the virus can stick to it. and oh. It's a host. Joe,
3: have you been reading too much Facebook again? <laughs> it could have oh, been. I mean, been. I mean, that does make sense. If When you think about it, yeah. But I don't recall So
4: that. our new reporter is going to look into that and get the answer to that question. Yeah, I, I like that. No, that's a good That's a good thing to but look into. But in the into. meantime, my hands are raw and bleeding, <laughs> Joey. Use the Purell <laughs> hand
0: sanitizer with the load, like the, the moisturizer included.
3: What, what I recall is early on in the pandemic, Mackenzie did a hand-washing article. and She had this graphic that showed the average hand-washing. And it showed if you do an average hand-wash, it had two hands. And the parts where you scrub were, like, blue. And the parts that you miss <laughs> are, like, red. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Do you, you know, know it's all red. You the, don't get anything when you just, like... The
0: part that people miss the most is your thumbs. Yeah, And also, I think it's your <laughs> the top of your ring finger or something like that. I think it was those two things. So I saw, like, how you're supposed to do this. Yeah. And what I'm doing is, like, thing. I'm interlocking. Like, cause I get, it's like people are watching me. Yeah. See? I'm see? interlocking. we are talking about it. This I'm interlocking a- my <laughs> fingers right now. Um, but... Get some ASMR on that. Yeah. It's so, it's so strange. It's it's absolutely so strange. One thing, totally not COVID-related or lotion-related, but it's hand-related. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Well, first of all, I was okay. going to
4: say, for the story, we're going to need to illustrate it. So I yeah. told him, uh-huh. I said, grab a we, photo. I have Ben we Watson. We should get George
0: Costanza, the hand model. I, the, I, well, that's what I said. <laughs> I said,
4: have Ben Watson or Ben Rowe go wash their hands <laughs> and take a close-up <laughs> of yeah. their hands. Yeah. And um, it's not. It's not unprecedented. We have used staff yes. members' body parts for photos before. Oh, well, that's interesting. In the <laughs> late 1980s, you'll, uh-huh. you'll like this story. In the late, it had to be 80s, yeah. Uh, Jack Downs uh-huh. was here and it was on a Sunday. I was working, he was working. And we were doing a story about how it was like 20 or 30 below that day. Yeah. So they wanted to illustrate the story. So they said, well, let's get a picture of somebody's breath coming out in the fog. <laughs> yeah. So Jack went out in the parking lot and the photographer took a <laughs> close-up <laughs> of Jack breathing. And it was just, you couldn't tell who it was. Sure. But you could see his nose hairs. Uh, oh. And boy, did we tease him.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> this, this whole conversation is making me feel great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. So when
4: you see Jack Downs. Ask me about his nose hair. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, what I was going to say regarding hands and,
0: like, lotion and different things like that. Okay, so this had to have been, like, five years ago. So the car that I was driving previous to this, it was a Ford Explorer. And the rear passenger door, it had, like, part of the molding, the, pla- the rubber molding that kind of, like, seals the door when you actually close it. Um it, like, was falling off. So I was like, okay, that's kind of annoying. So I took a little bit of it, and I put some Gorilla Glue on there, mm. and it sealed it, but then when I was uh, putting back the Gorilla Glue, there was an incident, and Gorilla Glue went <laughs> all over my hands, and I'm like, it, 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 I tried to, like, wipe it off, and it just it became, it's, it's like, it's like, emulsified. yeah, it was terrible. So what I ended up doing was, this was, Five years ago, I think. Yeah, it seems about right. I said to my mom, she's like, what are you doing with your hands? And I was like, I have Gorilla Glue all over my hands. She's like, what? <laughs> so I'm talking to her and she's like, well, use my salt scrub. And I'm like, salt scrub? So I, she shows me what it is. It's just like it kind of like takes the initial stuff off your skin, like the, the, the stuff that's exfoliating. So I used that and it did work. And then afterward, I was like, "Wow, my hands are so soft!" And like, my <laughs> hands were so soft for like a week after that. It was very nice, and my and they smelled like I don't know, it was kind of like blueberries. I don't know, it was, it was delightful. Jumby's I
3: skin mean, care routine.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was not um, certainly not my proudest moment, um, but my hands were very soft for the following week. Well, I, I will experiment, <laughs> but uh, we want everybody out there to continue washing your hands. Yes. Yes. yes you uh, felt the animals.
0: <laughs> one final thing I teased in the first segment, just wanted to talk about it briefly. We've been talking about sports a lot on the previous couple episodes and just wanted to hit upon a couple few things. All the higher risk sports other than wrestling, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, are underway now. Um, so mm-hmm. hockey and basketball... Um, for high school in Section 7. They are practicing underway. I have been told that there are hockey games that could actually start as soon as next
4: week for boys. Um, is that the same for girls, Joe? Do you know anything they, they more start about that? They started practice Monday or Tuesday. Mm. Um, yep, they'll be playing games uh, very,
0: very quickly. Yep, and it looks like for basketball that's going to be the same thing probably toward the end of next week. Basketball has seemed to be a little bit more complicated as far as the sport is concerned just because – i think it's a combi- i think it's a combination of of inside um not wearing masks at all i feel like the hockey helmets also create a sense of being a little bit more
4: safe um if you have a, a visor yeah enclosed visor that might help yeah but the wire cage ah, yeah ah. I,
0: I don't know um but Needless to say, the sports scene will be continuing to wake up. Plattsburgh State, um, men's and women's basketball, I know I've started their workouts um, for different things. And the spring season actually looks like, at least within the SUNYAC, which is just conference play, um, they could actually have a full spring sports season. So baseball, softball, track, uh, men's and women's lacrosse, all that
4: fun stuff. So today was Happy Pitchers and Catchers Report Day. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Where hope
0: springs eternal. <laughs> That's right. I, I'm very excited. I was uh, checking out um, some stuff on my uh, Yankees Twitter feed and um, pointed up a lot, 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 lot of lot of question marks. I know Fernando's a, yeah. a Yankees fan as well.
4: He is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Come on, you're Joe, from nobody, Manchester. Joe,
0: nobody roots for the
4: Orioles. <laughs> <laughs> not even Orioles fans. Well, he for the
0: the Red Wings.
4: Yes. So no, there. He would have been well. Why do you for the Red Wings? Rochester Red Wings. Oh, oh, okay. Not not like the. I was gonna say. (laughs) So what about the Minnesota Twins? I don't know. They're the farm. Yeah, yeah, they're the farm team there too. Okay, but Ben Rowe, did you know that the Florida um, Spring Training League is called the Grapefruit League? Yeah. What's the Arizona (laughs) League called?
3: Take the, a guess. The Southern Snakes. The Cactus League. Cactus <laughs> League. Yep. I, I've actually been eating more grapefruit lately, so that's a cool. <laughs> <I> very <have>, good <laughs> You
0: know what I've continued to have, like, at a pr- alarming rate, has been clementine oranges. Really? Oh, yeah, De- me, too. Delightful. Yeah. Delightful. And you know what I did today? Uh-huh. Sinful what I did. Grabbed a little bit of Nutella and put it on the orange. It's Ooh, like eating an orange sin. cream candy. Uh-huh. That's a sin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was good, though. You could get that for lead.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Sure, it's, sure. Not, it's not bad if you do it in small
3: doses. It's well, not too bad. Last
4: night I was watching, speaking of that, on the History Channel, mm-hmm. they have these these shows, um, The Men Who Built America. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, yeah. The, last mm-hmm. night was The Food That Built America. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Okay. They were talking about candy. Uh-huh. Milton Hershey. Uh, the Curtis Candy Company, and the guy who invented Reese's. Really? There was a big thing about how he invented... He used to work for Hershey. Yep. Mr. Reese. Hershey fired him. And he was he had 10 kids. And he's mm. like, oh, i got to take care of my family. Uh-huh. So he started experimenting. And peanut butter was brand new then. In really? In like the 20s and 30s. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know it we went back that far. Yeah. Okay, that makes and sense. And
4: so he figured out oh, let's try this uh, chocolate and peanut butter. Yep. And it was a hit. Yeah. And um, then the depression hit, and he was struggling, so Hershey's went to him and said, let's partner. Uh huh. So he used Hershey's milk chocolate, milk chocolate for the Reese's. And the guy from Curtis Candy, he was the one. Everybody was using nougat, chocolate, nuts, the same thing, and calling it. There was thousands of candy bars, <laughs> right. all the same thing. He's the one who said, because Babe Ruth was getting popular. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's what I'll call it. Yep. But Babe Ruth w- wanted too much money <laughs> to use his name. So he said, well, I'll just make it Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. Ruth. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> no, that,
0: that works perfectly. Fernando, you, you, I don't think you know this. The, re- the reason Joe brought up Reese's Cups yeah. was there was a tremendous controversy in the um late summer, early fall. <laughs> okay. Um I did a candy bar uh, thirty two team similar to March Madness yeah. uh mm-hmm. bracket to determine the best candy bar yeah. and I excluded Reese's cups. Why would
5: how would you do that? It's <laughs> Thank you. How thank you. you?
0: <laughs> it's not a bar. Okay. See, that's my well, life. It is. It's a candy bar, but it might as well be. Like, what else? Thank you. you? Yeah. Thank you. It's a cup. It's literally called <laughs> in
3: In a year full of scandals, <laughs> twenty twenty, that was one of the most potent scandals. I'm telling you, like, I, the
0: I really like. Twi- the Twitter world was in uproar yeah. um, people were like mad at me um, it was just short of me getting death threats <laughs> yeah.
4: um, it was it was pretty bad Kara and Mackenzie will be pleased to know you're yeah. on they, side they That's actually
0: did, Kara and Mackenzie like for a little bit of time like disowned me like, <laughs> pretend, <laughs> pretended they didn't know me um, I, they threatened
3: to walk out
0: it was, <laughs> it, was got, it got awful. it got ugly I mean it was just, like it, it was close to uh, physical altercations yeah. uh, it, did, was, yeah, it was bad Kit
3: Kat sweat everything yeah Kit Kat won yeah, which yeah. I
0: mean uh, yeah. it's, okay. car, it's hard. It's hard to beat that. <laughs> um, where
3: would you group Reese's
5: with then? If it's not a candy bar, what is it's it? It's a ca- it's a
0: candy. Okay. Um, no. But, but it bar c- bar. it can't get into a bar. It's it's just. It, but you know, here's what. It will mm-hmm. this make you feel any better? I put Reese's Fast Break in there. I
5: don't even know what that is. is that, that, like a, that's, <laughs> that's Reese's. That's bar? a Reese's <laughs> bar. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's what I did. Um. But
3: <laughs> Yeah. Joe's <laughs> putting his thumbs down. It's it's uh, it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: But other one last thing to finish it up on for people who might not know we're less than a month away from March Madness which also oh, means true. we're less than a month away from year two yeah. of Sports Food sports Madness Smooth Madness
3: number Ooh. two pizza
0: the defending champion from last year defeating chicken wings and um we're going to be back this year well and um, green
3: salad come from behind again. green
0: salad um i've actually heard that their conference opted out of play this year um so i don't think green salad is even going to be an option um but the cotton candy cotton, can- cotton candy was one of the bubble teams last year that actually didn't make it um partially because the committee member kind of just didn't think about it um committee being myself um but Cotton Candy is definitely uh, definitely going to be in there this year, just a matter of where they're going to be. I think they're going to be a solid uh, four to five seed, but it's going to be interesting. So stay tuned for that. Get hype. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) But um, one final thing, too, before we uh, wrap things up. Fernando um, had talked about college and everything else. Joe, you've talked about hand washing. Ben, you've talked about vaccine. We've talked about everything. The pandemic is still obviously going on. We've been urging people to still realize this. And with me, when when I talked about sports starting back up, um, just be careful, like we've said in the past. And I'm sure we can all say the same thing. But it's so important that, especially as we're getting out more and more, please, please continue to be careful. Think of others. Let's get this over with. Let's get this to a point where we can... Go to a basketball game at Memorial Hall and pack it and be safe. Um, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do all those things. Um, and I know Joe, Ben, Fernando, you all can say the same thing, but I feel like it's always important to say that before we kind of wrap things up.
4: Yes, absolutely it is. Um, I Just on a personal note, I, this past weekend I went to Rochester to clean out my mother's apartment. Mm-hmm. For those of you who know, she passed away from COVID in early January. And her Christmas tree was still up. Oh and one of the last conversations I had with her on FaceTime before she passed was how she wanted really badly to come home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it is uh the the danger is real. Um the uh consequences are bad. So yes, you're right, Joey. Everybody mm-hmm. should please stay healthy stay safe be careful out there and thanks again for listening we appreciate it every week and we wish you all a little weeks i hope